baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in ESPN, the 977. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx on a rainy, dreary Monday. Post-jamboree, post-bite. LSU playing football somewhere this weekend where we do not know. Maybe we'll find out some information on that sometime today. But I appreciate you spending part of your morning with us. We're brought to you, as always, by Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the pest. Best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world. Go see them on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe, North North Monroe, North Animal Hospital. Uh, you're welcome to text in for us today, 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762, which is the Washita Valley Federal Credit Union text line. Uh, any pithy comments you have, uh, make sure they're good. I mean, give us some good stuff here, folks. And clean. And, and, well, Relatively. Uh, we, we, we'll edit it as uh, Relatively, as, as, we as, as best be. you can do, yes. Re- edit it as best we, we can could, do. We'll probably catch the undertone, but we'll have to uh, edit a bit. But a- we, any, we love hearing from you. Any references to ring toss will not be tolerated. No, that that will not be that will not be covered this morning. Uh, a lot of things will be though. A lot of things will, will be. be. And uh, uh, let's let's get into this first. Top of the morning to you, John Tabor. How you doing? What's up, gentlemen? How'd the draft go, John? I, to, actually, I had two of them. One Saturday, one yesterday, and both went quite mm-hmm. well. I am very um excited about my team's potential going forward this year. Yeah, so he's he was not watching the. That was, oh, the, really? be- that was the beauty of it. We had the draft beforehand, and it wrapped up right as the undercard was starting. See. Oh, cool. Well, I, I, I've got to give a shout-out. The out. most I, interesting man in the world. Yes. yes uh, I, I do not like giving that much credit, no. but I will do. I, I sincerely appreciate the invitation extended by Sean Fox. I got to go over and come hang out with you guys watching the fight. At the meth lab. Uh, at the meth lab with uh, the ESPN uh, celebrity crews of Mark Kramer, Dick Harris, and yourself. Uh, Sean in rare form. Uh, yeah, he was. Regaling uh, us with, with different stories, uh, various and sundry stories. Some uh, not uh, we won't be able to cover, nor will he on his 3 o'clock hour. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a good time. Have all little, little team-building exercise, we called it. <laughs> Um, Did you see Kramer's look on Kramer's face? Poor, poor, you know, he, I, I feel, I, you know what, how can you apologize after? I just turned to him at some point and said, look, I did my best. Yeah. Well, no, I you, did didn't my best and, you didn't warn him or nor no, me for that. No, matter. no, no. And, you know, Mark Kramer. I brought an Army Ranger with me. <laughs> He's probably going to resign after that. Um, I'm fighting for what? Fighting for what for these idiots? Um, yes, and by the way, I got great chance to meet Cody uh, and uh, just a Great guy, great young man, and it makes me feel a little bit better about what we have um, representing us in uniform and uh, great, uh, great uh, camaraderie. I think he had a good time too, and that's, what, that's what's important. Well, let, let's talk about the fight a little bit here, Jamie. Uh, I, th- I guess a lot of people was delayed, maybe uh, a little while, trying to work the few right. things out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I would say that uh, it was a very pro Conor McGregor crowd. In that house, perhaps uh, myself and Nick Harris are the only ones. And I will say I was actively rooting. I knew who – I felt like I knew who was going to win, and I was correct on that. But a very pro Conor McGregor crowd for the most part. Well, and I think not just – uh, but also at the uh, at the uh, venue itself in Vegas, I thought it was a very pro McGregor crowd. Um, it went like I – I mean, not that I'm a, a boxing aficionado, but it went a whole lot. Like, like I think it was scripted. I thought McGregor came out. I won the first three rounds for sure, possibly the fourth. Uh, but no doubt that, that at a point in time that, uh, and I think John alluded to this earlier on the uh, on the morning drive. You and, and John is, Mayweather did flip the, the script, and to his credit, he did see uh, he adjusted. He uh, stayed defensive, let McGregor wear himself out, and then uh, 
then went after it. And uh, but you know, I will say this: McGregor, you know, had a great accounting of himself, handled himself well during those first few rounds. Um, there's no question that Mayweather, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it was. Uh, as controversial as people would say, I think definitely the, the fight should have been stopped at some point. I don't think uh, at that point, and from the standpoint that I don't think uh, McGregor could bring his gloves up to defend himself, much less throw many punches. But I thought he did tremendous. Uh, it was great. I think everybody got their money's worth. Oh, absolutely. And uh, it was just a really, a really good, uh, good. Well, I can't remember when I left though. It was twelve o'clock midnight, a little after midnight. I thought I can't believe I, I was able to stay up that. Did you turn into a pumpkin. I did, uh, but everybody else did too. But it was a lot of. Uh, I know. I uh, got to hear John's accounting of it this morning, um, and it was it was went as uh, went probably better than projected because a lot of people probably didn't see it going ten rounds. Um, I thought it was rather odd. Here we are worried about Robert Lee calling the UVA game, and we have a a African American referee called Robert Bird. How about that? Little little nuance. Give us there. a history lesson for those. Nobody ones. nobody went into into culture shock about that. They're not familiar with Robert Bird. They're not familiar with well, Robert no, Bird. No, the famous Robert Bird. Bird. Uh, but by the way, Robert Bird did a good job. Uh, I thought he was a good you know a good referee and did a he he did what he was supposed to. He <laughs> did protected you see the fighters. pregame? He did a fantastic no, job. No, this I was thought. hilarious. This is like a principal talking to two kids, and they get into the fight, and one of the kids usually doesn't break rules. The other one is like the the, the class like dude that does everything. The referee is like lecturing Conor McGregor, <laughs> and we're not going to have any of this going. Like Floyd's like taking a nap over there because the guy's going, and you're going to have to listen to my rules. You're going to have to do this. The only thing I saw with McGregor kind of lost composure a little bit when he you know he'd go to the back of the head a lot, but I mean that's what he's used to. Well, I mean, he kept you know, turning his back, and he did. Yeah, I mean I thought you know. Um, I thought overall it just went very, very well. Um, it, you know, it's like McGregor was like a cat, though, pawing at him those first few rounds trying to And I thought at some point, you know, Mayweather was going to find an opening, and, and he did later on. But uh, just just the whole thing, I, and I'm not a – of course, I was very – you know, I won't lie, I was very fond of the Corona girls. And I was you, amazed. You kept mentioning that, by and the Kramer, way. Kramer, of all people, Mark Kramer said, watch this. He said, they're never out of cameras, right? And if the camera moved to the right, there went the Corona Girls. If the camera moved to the left, they were always in the back shaving. Between the cameraman and I the think, Corona and, Girls? And my son had told me he had, he had met one of the Corona Girls. Uh, imagine that. Um, but they're this very, wasn't one of the ring talls. Very beautiful. No, no. These were uh, these were uh, in the ring itself. So Corona, uh, hats off to them. Uh, just everybody who, who did this. It was I could have done without a little bit of the uh, uh, language before, even though, <laughs> believe it or not. But I thought they did a really fine job of uh, – once the fight started, it was it was handled well. As I said, Robert Bird, I think, did a great job. Uh, and it was just a really fun evening for Very everyone. successful career post-senator um, for Robert Bird. Could be. Yeah. Um, I like that this – I love the listeners that come up with, with smarmy things like this. Carlton says, Mayweather came out with a ski mask on because this was the biggest robbery in history. <laughs> well, no, I think he was hoping for one last uh, – uh, pardon from the IRS, maybe while I'm wearing that ski mask. I don't think he was interested in uh, doing that, but I hope that Mayweather will. Somebody said this is uh, he was going to put down four hundred thousand on himself, and they wouldn't and, take and it. The, and the yeah, and thank goodness because I mean he needs to rat hole that. He's set for life if he will. What what, what Pete Rose? Oh, four hundred million. Or four hundred thousand. Four hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. You know he's making whatever. Well, maybe the four. Well, here's the deal. Gosh, I sound like Nick Brown. Uh, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I think, and I'm not an accountant, but I believe that it used to be true. Anything that you win from gambling, I don't think is taxable. Is that a taxable? No, it thing? is. Yeah, usually when they win, I think when you win big at the casinos, they hand you like a W two there. Okay, I was going right to say that you might explain it. Like, yeah. Oh no, it's not. It's it's absolutely walking around money. No, some it, new shoes, money. It's absolutely taxable. And I love what McGregor said after he said he's going to. He, he says his accountants will be sharks. As far as watching every penny, now he has a little bit of a spending problem too, uh, but Mayweather has just blown his, and uh, hopefully he's learned from his mistakes. Bad decisions on Floyd's part? No. Well, you know, he <laughs> no, doesn't. Jamie. At forty years old, no matter who it is, he doesn't need to get back in the ring. And uh, I think this sets up for the next. I, I, I think you're going to see another one, and here's why. I hope not. I think that the MMA was the big winner here. Everybody's saying because that because you ended up. You showed a MMA, a really good champion MMA fighter, 
fighting out of his element, fighting a boxer. Look, uh, Conor McGregor landed more punches than Pacquiao did when they fought. That's uh, true. Yes, absolutely true. So Conor McGregor's numbers were very mainstream, if not higher mainstream, against Floyd Mayweather opponents. Floyd Mayweather was undefeated, arguably one of the best, most proficient, technically skilled boxers in history. And, and Conor McGregor goes in there. And, again, Floyd Mayweather, he did what Floyd does, which is be very – he's like uh, the old Iceman in Top Gun. Just doesn't make mistakes. At some point, you'll burn yourself out, and he'll pounce, which is exactly what happened. Well, you know, and the thing about that that struck me about round six or seven is – in because McGregor had alluded to this before the fight, is that he had had actually cardio coaches working with him. And even then at the end, he still wasn't able, uh, by the time the, the ninth and tenth rounds came, he was just absolutely gassed. And uh, Mayweather was still, you know, had saved himself or whatever. But I think Mayweather's in superior. I mean, that's the key. That's what he does. He's a boxer. And it's tremendous cardio work that you have to do in order to just last uh, that long throwing punches. Everybody's on Robert Byrd. A lot of people upsell. You shouldn't have stopped the fight. Look, when the guy's defenseless and can't uh, pick his hands up to – this is not a Rocky movie where you just let them beat on each other and, you know, at some point my face is going to win because you're going to be too tired to hit me. And with all the CTE and crazy stuff going now – and Conor McGregor, I heard the defense of that going, hey, he, that's what he always does. He just drops his hands and let people hit him. And that's, no. Dude, stop the fight. I thought he was exactly right to stop the fight. Yeah, it, it ended at the right time. Uh, now, if that had been done, let me ask you this. If the same thing had been done in the first or second round, would you feel the same way? If they'd have stopped them, just everything's the same. But it's either the first or the second round. Mayweather showed no fatigue. Right. That's the thing. Mayweather, even in the first three rounds, he wasn't fatigued. Um, McGregor was, was gassed. I mean, and then when a, a guy's at that position, he is vulnerable. Mayweather in those first two rounds, even though he was taking more punches, and in my opinion, you know, even though I'm, I thought McGregor won the first four rounds. But, and, and, the, and the scoring at the end was relatively close, too. Um, but there's no doubt there at the end Mayweather, you know, won the fight. And he was, uh, but he wasn't, Mayweather was never in a posture that I saw in those first four rounds where he was, uh, it would have taken a, you know, just a, a lucky hit to have knocked him out because he, defensive, he kept those arms up the entire time. Those gloves were, you know, and he never, to me, to my opinion, ever left himself in a vulnerable position due to fatigue. You know the biggest winner the other night, and, and this is just pure genius on this guy's part. By no way are we encouraging this. There's a uh, British bartender named Oliver Regis. He bought a ticket. It was two hundred twenty-five hundred bucks. Because he's a big Conor McGregor fan. How big, Jamie? He's got a Conor McGregor tattoo on his leg. Realizing his seats were. That's pretty, a little. That's a little. It's a little much. A little much. A little much. But yeah. he's got a bit. I mean, I'm talking about detail, Conor McGregor mm-hmm. tattoo. Anyway, it's like, you know, my seats are really bad. Like, when I say he had bad seats, they were in Utah. And so he did the only thing he could do. He upgraded his seats. How did he do that? He posed as one of Floyd Mayweather's security team. Hmm. shadowed past security they didn't scan his ticket so uh dude is able to plunk himself in in the third row right by the ring how did uh i thought that was where beyonce and jayla all those were sitting well this is his quote i sat down in the third row and mike tyson sat behind me lebron james was on my row and Leonard dicaprio was one row up he also did what and to think people are saying no that's not true uh, he snapped a bunch of photos from his seats, and yeah, he had some pretty sweet seats. Um, that he paid twenty five hundred dollars. I think those went for fifty. Yeah, his other people were Jamie Fox, uh, Jennifer Lopez, P Diddy. Uh, I know exactly what. Yeah, he was on the third row then. Yes. <laughs> the quote was: "It was quite nerve wracking asking Tyson for a picture. He didn't say anything. He just nodded his head." Mm. And Jamie Fox was there, not you, but like the real one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one who's actually talented. The one who's ta- oh, you're a very talented individual. A uh, couple things out there. The MMA won, but Dana White lost because he will have to get his cash cow, which is McGregor, to fight longer now that he has more money. Is Dana White the dude with wears the T-shirt all the time? Yeah, I think so. He was with backstage with all the good-looking girls. Yeah, he had the white. Yeah, he owns the, the MMA. He owns the MMA, yeah. yeah. Okay, now I know who Dana White is. Steve, yeah. uh, so he said, I didn't see it. Apparently, it was just a burger. But, hey, burgers are good. They can be really, very filling. The next one, Stephen A versus Teddy Atlas. And if Floyd needs the money, ain't that crazy? 
there will be a rematch. Seems like those new losers in this first one. Look, I've had fights before. I've got them at my house back when I had money. And some of them, uh, like the Tyson fights, uh, when he bites Evander Holyfield's ear off, that was pretty cool. But some of the others, you're like, eh, I paid for this. And, you know, yeah. forking out 100 bucks. Uh, Stephen A. and Teddy Atlas, though, that was, that'll be a pretty interesting. I didn't uh, see that. I heard it was quite. Uh, or Screaming A is uh, Eric Dietrich. Uh, Call Stephen A. Uh, yeah. Screaming A. Um, well, anyway, it was a good. I think you're right. I think MMA was a big winner in this. Boxing, I don't think, was, you know, necessarily that uh, impacted, although it was just a, a great event. I hope they don't. This is, you know, they don't need to make a sequel to this. So there ain't going to be a second fight. Oh, there's going to be one. You can bet that one. You okay. can absolutely bet that because there's money in there. I may be fighting you before this is over. You know, for $50 million, Jamie, let's get let's it on. Let's get it on. I don't like to. Well, we can just play ring toss. Uh, we'll start there. For and $50 then... million, here's your rings. <laughs> hey, by the way, what's it going to take to, uh, what's it going to cost LSU? $300. You're listening to ESPN 977. Terry Walter. That's a low blow. <laughs> Robert yeah. Bird would not approve not of that. Not approve. That's sanctioned by Robert Bird yes. or Screaming A. Smith. Uh, you're listening to ESPN 977. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx on our rainy Monday. Thanks for spending part of your morning with us. This segment brought to you by friends at Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design Tower Drive next to the Nukes in Monroe. We return. Will LSU play? Where will they play? We have none of the answers that you're looking for, but we'll talk about it anyway. ESPN, back in a minute. On a big truck's journey, the driver faces long hours, unrealistic deadlines, and fatigue. Driver fatigue could lead to devastating accidents, leaving people seriously injured or killed. A big truck wreck requires serious legal help. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in a wreck with a big truck, I know what to do for you. Don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. What I tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on ESPN 97.7. North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. is your comfort, your shelter. It's a place where you grow and become. I always wanted that for us. A backyard to play in. A front porch to call ours. A home we could be proud of. Because of Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, we were able to have it. Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, making good things happen. The deals are heating up during the summer clearance event at Brennan Dodge with 0% for 72 on 17 Jeep Cherokee Latitude. Get a 17 Jeep Renegade for only 17.9. 17 Grand Cherokee Limited has 37.50 in rebate. A 17 Jeep Cherokee Latitude is only 21.9. 17 Dodge Challenger is 24.9. And a 17 Grand Caravan is only 19.9. And the all new 2018 Jeep Compass is now in stock. So don't miss the summer clearance event at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. Living on the Edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to the Edge on ESPN 97.7. And welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, the Edge, our expert, well, not so much, uh, post-fight 
diatribe the first segment. We're going to get into some other stuff this time, but we're brought to you by our friend Mr. Bobby Manning, tremendous North Louisiana attorney. Is he representing anybody from this fight? Uh, I think, yeah, everybody. Uh, anyway, give Bobby a call, 318-342-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. All right, got a little thing. I uh, had some college football action this weekend. They got lost. Uh, Stanford, I think, scored on the first play from scrimmage against, I don't know, somebody. Rice. Rice. Yeah, uh, in Sydney, Australia. Sydney, Australia, which if you're Rice, that's a pretty good, hey, we're going to get beat, but at least we're going to get beat in Sydney, Australia. So uh, To the tune of 62-7. to seven. Yep, they got tuned up, if you will. Yes. Uh, at any rate, i got another thing going on. This is an absolute tragedy. What's going on in southeast Texas? Uh, what's going on in southwest Louisiana? And they, they're not through yet. And certainly the city of Houston just being inundated with uh, with water from Hurricane Harvey. Uh, if you've ever been through a hurricane, folks, uh, in you know direct line is is not a fun thing. Uh, I talked to several of my friends down in Houston yesterday. It uh, is almost biblical, I think, in, in some of the terms of flooding. <laughs> how flooding, but to to not to put make light of that situation, but there is a big deal that was scheduled for next weekend, which was the LSU home opener against BYU. And uh, what is it, uh, NYG? What, what, what's NYG, it? Uh, yeah, in something. Yeah, yeah, the stadium there in Houston. NRG, maybe? I don't know. But anyway, uh, Which is G. not going to happen. Uh, can't see it happening. It's not going to happen. No, I uh, it's, I, you know, I think a lot of times it would be – it would be – I won't use the word disingenuous because that's not what I'm looking for. It would be not a good show of taste probably to have the game in that city with them experiencing uh, what they're experiencing. And Lord knows in Louisiana we can identify with uh, with really bad things and water and hurricanes and, and loss of life um, and, and property and everything else. But fear not, Jamie. Joe Oliva is on the job. How many people have ever said that? Oh, Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's Joe. Joe Oliva, who we're also going to brand as Nostradamus, gives a quote, almost certain the game will not be played in Houston. Then he said, almost certain. Then he said, probably not. Probably certain. Probably certain, almost certain, not certain for sure. Certain that it's going to be moved. I'm certain that it's anyway. uh, You you got a lot of confidence in Joe Oliva handling it? No. No. I think at this point, Coach O thinks it's going to be moved to West Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, but I would say played it cut off. And here's the here's the question too: If you're BYU, it was probably a disadvantage playing in Houston to begin with. But you know, does LSU get a home game out of this? No. I mean, you can't. Here's what's it. I don't want. Put, I don't think they need to be outside anywhere. ESPN is putting this game on. Okay, the LSU, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. no, ESPN, no. That's, that's, that's right. who's running the game. This is not an LSU schedule game or a BYU schedule. Well, that takes a little bit of heat off our good friend Joe, doesn't it? Well, and it also, yeah, he is plausible deniability. He has plausible deniability. He has plausible deniability. Mm-hmm. But when you put these games like that together, Alabama, Florida State, for example, mm-hmm. and it's not at somebody's home field, mm-hmm. then what they're doing is the the television studio or whoever it is, they're paying these teams to come and they set up everything and they make all decisions. Mm-hmm. And so the other factor with LSU and, and BYU is BYU, uh, it's a Mormon university. They're not going to play. They cannot play on Sunday, period. That's true. So that's out. So the game will be played Saturday, possibly. Could you play it Friday? Yeah, probably not. But, yeah, you're going to play it Saturday. And I believe the same company that operates the stadium in Houston also operates the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. And so that, to me, is the most light. And the Superdome has already reached out. It's the same management group. Right, right. And so it's just a, it's an easier phone call. But here's the thing, Terry. What happens if that hurricane – I mean, I, I don't – I haven't seen the local the, – the latest, you know, to atmosphere, you know, projections. But, I mean, obviously there's a point that it could turn toward Louisiana. Yeah, to, and then hit New Orleans. And then hit New Orleans. So, I mean, I mean, to me it's – I mean, to me, I go to – I don't know, Atlanta or somewhere. Well, there's I mean, other possibilities. Of course, they can't play there because they probably got another one going. Uh, Nashville, Orlando, possibly Jacksonville in consideration. Uh, at LSU, would BYU go with that? Yeah, they probably don't have a lot of options. You remember last year, LSU and Florida got in the, uh, you know, who's got the bigger appendage contest mm-hmm. over where the game should be played at. Mm-hmm. And the SEC finally had to step in and sort of arbitrate, or you know, mitigate that circumstance and like hey we're going to arbitration 
Florida's going to LSU this year, so LSU doesn't lose a home game. LSU, you have to go there two times. Nobody liked the deal, but everybody saved face. Well, in this case, you're you're right. Joe Oliva will not have a say-so where this game will be. He'll have a lot of say-so in it because they've got to go with ESPN. But then again, do you want to shift this whole thing to New Orleans and something comes up there? No, I think you move it. You know, I think you move it to someplace further east, uh, like a and, and preferably an indoor venue. Oh, but yeah. but I think right now, um, you know, I think even the, I think the ULM Memphis game Thursday night, they're afraid about weather up there. Um, you know, this thing, this I don't know, Terry. I'm, I'm not a a global warming, you know, but dear. God, there's poor people down there. I just, you know, here's the thing. You just, after a while, you just, you throw your hands up and go, you know, there is something bigger. Whatever, whatever message the good Lord above is trying to send us, we need to heed it (laughs) because this is, this is unbelievable. I feel so sorry for those people. I could, you know, it's just, and I can't, you know, and I'm I'm sure a lot of people out there, you can't do anything about it. Well, now you're absolutely until it stops, you know, should they have evacuated the city of Houston? Should they, you know? And it's all stuff after the fact. You know, yeah. after the fact, I can tell Conor McGregor, hey, be in better shape. You know? Well, and he probably, that's as good as it's going to get. It's as good Conor. as it's going to get. I mean, we're all, uh, you know, experts 2020 after the fact. Here's a bizarre uh, thing about it. The Houston Cougars, formerly coached by your buddy, uh, Tom Herman, University of Texas head coach. Yes. The Cougars moved their practices uh, yesterday, the day before, to the University of Texas in the Longhorn Football Complex. Well, see, there's no hard feelings between Tom Herman well, and Major Well, I'm sure Applewhite. he's still pretty tight with Major Applewhite and all that group. But uh, how about that? You think that's a little awkward when you see all those players that you coached and you, know, you left? Maybe just a tad awkward. Well, yes, but at this at this point, I'm sure Houston's just glad to be dry, someplace that's dry, which I'm not sure even Austin is. No, I mean, they're Austin's all getting, getting it, too, it. yeah. Um, and I, th- I would say at this point you're just going to have to – um, you know, if you're uh, the NCA, what do you do with? I mean, this this has impacted a lot of schools, a lot of schools. You have contingencies built in, and you, you know, have and, to, and you have to plan that. And it seems like this time every year well, has LSU had a yeah. home game without any kind of drama. The last three years, I think opener. LSU's had one game affected by by water, floods, hurricanes. We go back to years ago when they had to move the game. Who were they playing? Uh, Washington, Washington State, somebody. Uh, Arizona State. Arizona State. Yeah, yeah they had, had to, to move, move it that out, game to, out. Yeah. to Tempe. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you could go with Arizona State. Uh, South Carolina. South Carolina. Florida uh, last year. Florida last year. I wonder year. if they could call Florida and use their field. I wonder if they'd be cool with that. I think Joe's on a really good basis. Right now, them. I think most of them are just hoping to get out of Gainesville alive this year. Um, and then they got to go back and do it again. And let me tell you something. Florida fans are not the nicest people in the world. I mean, I'm just going to say that there. I, I think there's some wonderful Florida fans. I'm sure there are, but by and large, you know, Florida reminds me of uh, Atlanta. Nobody's really from there, so they get there and the weather's good, and they get kind of their chest pops out a little bit more, and they think they're better than everybody else, and they're smarter than everybody else. That's your Florida fan. They're better. They're 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 a little bit of a oh, how shall I say, elitist. That's like a little white Goodman from dodgeball. We're better than you, and we know it. And we know it. Um, so, but hey, look, Florida is is one of the premier athletic programs in America in everything that counts. They are, and uh, there's no no debating that. Uh, they got a lot of advantages built in. Number one, just a tremendous recruiting base. Just the numbers favor schools like Texas and Florida. You notice? Does that make me? Do you notice how I don't like anything big, Terry? Anybody that's really big, I don't really have a lot of affection for. Is that, am I, is that my Napoleonic complex that I – That's a psychologist's dream study. Should I be really – should I be analyzed for that? I mean, you know, I, I really don't like anybody that has something bigger than I do. You should go to Chinatown. You'd, you'd be like – I did that in New York. I would be I love huge. That. The oh, Asians love me. Oh, it was great. I was walking through like Shaquille. It was awesome. Oh, I bet they were throwing flowers at you or something. I thought you were some kind of Buddha coming through there or something. <laughs> we come back. We'll get into a little more college football and regale you stories of uh, short people in Chinatown and who knows. At any rate, just ESPN 97.7. This segment sponsored by Jimmy Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile coast, folks. The Louisiana Special Olympics. Jamie will be back on the Mento on the 97.7 ESPN. 
It's here this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at TP Outdoors. Once a year for three days only. TP Outdoors celebrates Second Amendment rights with tax-free, interest-free, and TP's lowest sale prices this year. Get ready for dove season with Estate Heavy Dove Loads, 12 or 20 gauge, an incredible 537. Estate's 12 gauge, 3-inch Magnum, 1 and a quarter ounce steel shot, 997. And Blazer Brass 9mm pistol ammo, just 1088. And that's interest-free and tax-free. Once a year this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at TP Outdoors. Briard in Monroe, Trenton Street, West Monroe. Save big now at Sparks Nissan during a big bottom line model year end event. Huge discounts on new 2017 Altimas. Buy now for only $18.9 or just $2.99 down, $2.99 a month. New automatic Nissan Sentras reduced to only $15.9 and take $5,000 off MSRP on new Nissan Rogue SLs with a huge selection to choose from. Hurry, don't miss the big bottom line event now at Sparks Nissan in Monroe. Two or more available at these prices with approved credit plus DTNL, notary and document fee. See dealer for details. First County Bank is excited to bring fanatical banking to Bossier City. Our new state-of-the-art banking facility is opening soon and will deliver a banking experience like no other. With our experienced team and new technology, you're going to love the way we take care of your banking needs. Visit us soon at 4221 Airline Drive and let us show you what fanatical banking is all about. Welcome to First County Bank, the new home of fanatical banking for Bossier City. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, Kevin from Hitech. The latest cyber attack has already infected hundreds of thousands of computers in over 150 countries, brought down hospitals, railroads, banks, and even Federal Express right here in the U.S. Are you concerned that you may be vulnerable to the latest cyber attack? Then don't wait. Give us a call at 255-1110 and we'll provide guidance on how you can verify that you're secure. We also have checklists on our website at solutionsbyhitech.com or find us on Facebook. Can you believe hunting season's here? Are you ready? You will be when you call Ideal Portable Buildings and Trailer Sales for a custom-built hunting camp or deer stand. Ideal builds to your specs, designed exactly like you want it built. And Ideal always delivers the best price and best quality. Whenever you need to haul it, cover it, or store it, you need Ideal Portable Buildings and Trailer Sales. 699-9426. 699-9426. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. And welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx on a dreary Seattle-like Monday for you. I think this will be with us for a while, I'm afraid. Yeah, but, you know, the only people that are taking a break out of this, maybe, are the high school football guys that, you know, typically in August is just miserable. September is miserable. This week they're going to catch another break on the heat. I bet Jarrett Floyd and Tom Pearson haven't slept in four days. These are our weather guys around here. Yeah, well. That, that we know we have a bunch of more, but and they do a good job. They really do I a great pull, job. I'll pull it up on my phone. Uh, at any rate, I go outside and go, yep, it's raining. It's about like me. Like, kind of like we did with the uh, eclipse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's an eclipse out there. Yeah. It's there. It's happening. Speaking of an eclipse, uh, you know the only redeeming thing that I liked about the Cincinnati Bengals? Was that they had Whitworth? Yeah, we were real. We had a, a more than a rooting interest. I won't there say I was a, a Bengals fan. I was a Whitworth fan. Yes, not necessarily a Bengals fan because uh, they have taken over the mantra of the Dallas Cowboys. And literally, if Charles Manson gets out of prison, he he's might, there. He might have a Bengals uniform on. Exactly. I, they're in negotiations with OJ. I'm not really sure. Uh, anyway, they have uh, Vontez Perfect. You think OJ's lost a step or two? He's still the juice. So is Vontez Perfect. Apparently. apparently, or he's so. on juice or something to make him behave this way. Well, he has been flagged. They like said he's been flagged sixteen times. Yes, for unnecessary roughness, personal fouls, and roughing the passer, including a couple years ago when there was a playoff game that they literally had won. Had he not done well, don't don't leave our good friend Pac-Man out of well, that. Pac-Man equation. was absolutely culpable. Yeah, both uh, of them. Who was the Steelers guy? Who was the Steelers? Was it Joey Gallo? Who was the coach for the Steelers? The former player that basically just triggered both Pac-Man and. Burbank. I think it was Joey Gallo. It was brilliant on his move. Yeah, on his part. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they, they trigger uh, Vontez to act out in a way that he does. Uh, Joey Porter, thanks Taylor. Joey Porter, uh, Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, 
Our friend Vontez Perfect is facing a five-game suspension after this weekend for an illegal hit against fullback Anthony Sherman from the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, if you've not seen this play, uh, it's a drop-back pass, and the fullback's sort of going out, and Vontez Perfect just absolutely – oh, by the way, it's, a, it's like a 50-yard pass down the field – and he hits this guy seven yards past the line of scrimmage. So the ball obviously not going to the fullback, Jamie. And but you I, never know, though, Terry. You got to be, you know, that was, that was he was following his assignment. And, and the Bengals, whether well, we're aware of the NFL's policy, but the film shows it was a legal hit. Uh, apparently not with the NFL. Who is is? How is Joel even not working for the NFL? I mean, he seems perfect, right? He'll he'll uh, he'll be there at some point. I mean, they may give Vontez perfect flowers. They may suspend him for half the year. Who knows? Uh, Vontez is appealing though, because uh, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping for the best. He told Bengals.com, "I feel like I've let my teammates down, but I also feel like I've done a good job with this. I only had one personal. This is a quote. I only had one personal foul last year. We feel like this was a legal hit. I hit him in the shoulder. I hit hard, so it may have looked like I hit him in the head." But it was the shoulder. I helped him up, and he said, yeah, I'm good. And then I asked if he was good on the next series. He said, yep, that's a legal hit. Uh, do you have that conversation? Hey, man, you're right. Yeah, that was a legal hit, sir. Well, you know, if you're in, 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 in deference to our good friend Kevo Meredith, owner of Two Dudes Catering, um, he's a, he is uh, even, even Mark Kramer, who grew up in Cincinnati, is not a Bengals fan. But Kevo is. And I will say this. He is a... Loves the Bengals. So, but you've got Vontez Burfick and Pac-Man Jones. And, you know, I don't know, but maybe I, I, this is weird of me to think this way, but what are these guys going to do when they're not playing anymore? They can't not be released on society without some form of income or something. I mean, the, the, these, are, these are the ones, these are the prototypical, like, okay, you know, we thought now Mayweather just blows his money, right? He he has a little bit of a gambling problem. A little problem. wine and women. A little wine and women. Okay, overall, you leave Floyd alone, he'll leave you alone, except when you're in the ring, right? Or Floyd, or if you're his wife or girlfriend, <laughs> and yeah, then you'll spar a little bit. Yeah, there. he'll spar, but he but he keeps it in house, right? It's it stays in house. Not with Vontez and Pac Man, they they just turn on. They're on society. I mean, you know, I saw Pac Man Jones arrested for. Suspicion of DUI. They should have cuffed him just for that mouth of his. Is this when he uh, told I mean, the cop he hopes he dies? Yes, yeah. yes. Well, I mean, you know, this guy, and he's, he's, you know, you, we all know it's well documented what Jerry Jones did to, I'm just like, Jerry cut I give bait. up. To Jerry's credit, he cut bait. He cut and, bait. With, and with Greg Hardy. And, you know, you, I give him credit. You know, you think, okay, this is last chance, last chance, last chance, last chance, last chance you. And... These guys continue. They, so you know that's what I would saw. I would say the word we're looking for here, the word of the day is incorrigible, right? I don't, and I think Murphy when you're talking about nice guy, I don't know They him. say uh, there's a gal named Kat Terrell from New Orleans, Catherine Terrell, who used to, uh, who's from New Orleans and now covers the Bengals uh, beat, says that overall, you know, he's a very, you know, off the field, very nice, very gracious and grand in interviews. Jimmy, people, but he's just wired differently. People you know, he step just outside their – their comfort zone, or they, they change personalities when they play a sport. And you're talking about, you know, and everybody gets on these football guys because they're supposed to do this, they're supposed to do that. They are grown, big, big dudes that play an incredibly violent game. The average depth of the NFL players across the board significantly lower than the average person because they run into other big dudes at very fast paces. And after a while, it's, yeah. Uh, and, you know, as you're seeing the CTE stuff come up, after, you know, after the fact. But, yeah, there's issues there. But yet they're expected, we expect them to just, like, flip a light switch and turn it on and off. I will tell you this. I think a lot of players, uh, and this this passes every demographic, every race, every all that stuff. I think it's a lot harder sometimes for players to flip that switch to I go from complete just wild, crazy, uh, energy-driven, violent guy to – okay, I'm going to go take my kids to school guy. And I think that's a lot more difficult. I don't realize that. I mean, I've never been in that situation. You haven't either. And you know what? 99% of the people listening to this never have either. And so I think it's easy just to assume they can flip that switch when all you've done with these guys their whole life is to teach them to be hyper-aggressive, 
Uh, they live that lifestyle. And I think it's a fine line that you draw. I mean, you, know, you see so many of the guys that just flame out uh, because of it. Well, and think about this, Terry. You have to, um, for those three or four hours that you're, you know, on the field, you have to, you have to perform. There is so much pressure for you to perform at such an optimum level. And how do you, you know, let's say, like everybody else, we don't always have great days, right? You know, our energy level may be a little low. you got to do something. I mean, is it any wonder these guys are take, you know, PEDs and everything? I mean, you have Jimmy, to. Jimmy, would you do that? Let me, let me, Absolutely. Okay, let's throw this if out. If I knew my, if, let's just say I know ahead of time that my career is going to last three years. Which is the NFL, two and a half years is the average lifespan of NFL career. Let's just, let's go with three years. I mean, and I've got to perform at a certain level to get that $17 million And to a keep year. it. And, and to, keep, to it. keep it. And to keep it. You better believe. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. You know, I'm sorry. I mean, that's what it takes. And I'm I'm one – this is the thing that really gets to me. If the NFL were really serious, they'd expand these rosters. And I know it costs a lot of money to do that, but we don't – 53, and by the time you open, sometimes you've got like 46 or 48 players that are that are eligible. I mean, listen. Or available. Or available. Yeah. I mean, and, and you want to take away some of these hits, and the, 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 if you want to stop the, the number of collisions during a game, you don't have your – you know, you got – guys that are starting on special teams and everything else no it, it needs to be and i would like to see this is i know i'm going to people will scream i'd like to see the exhibition schedule either done away with or down to three games God, is there a more useless thing in sports or no. how many people have been hurt in exhibition games this well year? All, already you've got uh, edelman out for the year uh, a bunch of them and then you've got and i think 16 games is too many I'd like to go back to 14. I think you're never going to see That's not going to happen. But, I mean, just make it. There's there's little things you can do that I know would cost some money, but, I mean. Hey, it's the circus. I need to see is. events. Right. Nobody asked the elephants, hey, do you want to play three shows today or well, four? Well, they closed down Barnum and Bailey. They did. you see that? So, I mean. Well, according to the Players Association guy, he doesn't care if it happens in 20 years. Yeah, he's not gone. Not his problem. And these guys are obviously, what does that say? They're basically paid assassins. You know, they're going to get their money, and then they're going Look, to get I, out. I get that. I, and I, I understand I it. I understand where he's – because he's going, hey, they don't care about us. They're there to make a profit, which they are. The NFL owners are there to make a profit, and everybody affiliated with it. There's no doubt about that. So the, the players are going, hey, we should get this. Well, I would tell you this. The NFL is a little bit different than the NBA or even Major League Baseball because the NFL is about the shield. They can rep- – look, the Patriots, they, they kicked Tom Brady out last year for four games. The Patriots did not miss a beat. They kicked it for a fourth of the season. They go three and one and still win the, the right. Super Bowl. All right, Eric Winston did that. If you say you don't want the league surviving in 20 years, uh, look how many former players depend on the NFL for their livelihood after the game. There's the pension to think about. There's also how many players are employed like Shannon Sharp, who I don't really care for, but he's con- still connected to the league in some way. There's a bunch of players. Ray L- They're all – in some, by, by, via analyst or Tom Jackson or all these guys still have a need for the NFL because they're that's their employment post. They're vested in it. They're post-NFL. So we can say what you want, but to me there's a lot of things we could do to make the game safer. Uh, and it wouldn't really – you can't really necessarily just invent stuff overnight. I think the game is safer, Jamie, than it's ever been today. Now, is there still a high propensity for violence? Yes. It is, but the problem is, Terry, you got the, the these athletes have perfected their their craft to the point where their their bodies are human torpedoes. Yes, and you know I don't blame them for that, but it's I mean that's that's they're doing what they can, but you know I'd say what you could I don't know I mean I, there's a lot of things I could say that probably would alienate folks out there, but I would say number one, first thing I would do is find a way to expand these rosters. Cut the number of games, particularly the exhibition games, um, and that's probably going to uh, ex- expand the, the uh, expand the practice squads to 12, 14, 15 people. Lots of things you can do to try to – what I'm trying to do is cut down on collisions. Collisions are going to happen. If you're cutting collisions down, th- think the highest risk thing they have, and I think you're going to well, see – Well, even why bother even have the kickoff anymore? Has it got it seems kickoffs like, and yeah. punts and things yeah. of that nature – where guys are running 40 yards before they run into each other. Mm-hmm. Building that, up a steam. That's yeah. the highest. That's what you see in jam, Excuse me, in scrimmages and stuff like that. That's why you don't see it. It's well, it's like this weekend. You know, I went out to the Bayou Jam, and I saw a kid from uh, Joshua Newton go up, and, and the Rustin guy went underneath him. 
And just like in the NFL, I mean, took his legs out from under him, dropped the ball, said, oh, please don't land on your neck, you know. But uh, It's a risk. Uh, we've got some – you know, it, it is a risk. It's a risk. It, you got a son that's playing. It, as a parent, yeah. You're. I mean, we had the tragedy that happened in Franklin Parish two years ago. Mm-hmm. There's an absolute risk with uh, with playing that sport. It's not chess. I mean, it's not checkers. It's it's not, not golf. tennis. It's not, not golf. golf. Mm-hmm. Although, if you play with me in golf, that can be dangerous too. You I've know, heard that. The, the yes. most dangerous place to play for me in golf is directly in front of where I'm hitting the ball. My understanding is you're safer playing with Charles Barkley than yes. you. Yes, I'm, I'm better than Barkley. That's debatable. I, no, I've seen Barkley swing in person. It's improved. No, he's bad. Well, he's a lot richer than both of us. So Yes, he is. He, he can swing however he wants. He's a bad golfer with a lot of money. I, I mean, golf-wise, he can yeah, swing however I, I'm, he wants. I'm a bad yes. golfer with, uh, you know, ring toss aspirations. You know, it's ESPN 97.7. <laughs> Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, The Edge. This segment sponsored by our friends at Spa Novell. By the way, our friend Mark told me his wife went to Spa Novell over the weekend. Very pleased with uh, very good with everything that went on. So I'd encourage you guys out there go to Spa Novell, get a spa package for your wife, for your girlfriend, uh, or for basically anybody you want to put a smile on their face. Dudes too. I don't think they discriminate. No, they want you to relax. That's the they, thing. They will relax you. Uh, yes. Go see them on Lemmy Lane. After listening to us, Monroe. you probably need yeah, to go you relax. Need to relax. I need a Spa Novell today. Anyway, three one eight eight zero seven ten sixty Spa Novell. Monroe, Louisiana. Jamie and I'll be back to wrap it up. Umamento ESPN. Hey, folks, this is Jody Wood with Wood Marine. The Second Amendment sales tax holiday will be September 1st and 2nd at Wood Marine. Don't miss this chance to buy camo low boat packages and pro drive boat and motors that are eligible for this sales tax holiday. Also, we have great deals on remaining 2017 pontoons in stock. Say $5,000 off MSRP on 2017 low SS230 high-performance pontoons powered by Mercury Motors, the number one outboard on the market. Stop by Wood Marine in Ruston or follow us on Facebook for these great deals. Put the power and comfort of Lincoln in your hands with spectacular deals from J. Mallard Ford Lincoln. Get 4,000 customer cash back on new 2017 Navigators plus 0% financing for 72 months with approved credit. And that's in addition to the big J. Mallard discounts. Or see their selection of certified pre-owned Lincolns with factory warranties up to 100,000 miles. Your Lincoln is waiting at J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. Visit jmallardford.com. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital. 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545. Happy birthday, Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. Wow, 40 years ago, my dad Joe started Tilly's. Save thousands now as we celebrate 40 years in business. How about a five-bedroom double-wide for only $59,995? A brand-new four-bedroom, two-bath. See us today at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. Hunters, get ready. Louisiana has declared this your weekend. This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is the annual sales tax holiday on all hunting equipment and ATVs. And in McKinney's and Ruston, you'll find it all under one roof. Guns, bows, stands, gun safes, boots, apparel, and more is all tax-free. And you'll pay just 3% tax on four-wheelers and side-by-sides. Save hundreds this Friday and Saturday till 6 and Sunday 1 to 5. At McKinney's and Ruston, your outdoor superstore. I'm bad, and I'm better than ever. I for making things better. Cause your opinion don't matter This a maniac It's gonna step on whomever The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back And better than ever Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 To join in on all the fun And welcome back in ESPN The 977 Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx on a Monday, 28th day of August, 2017. Uh, special, Game week. Yeah, special happy birthday to my daughter who turns uh, 20 today. 
Jack. That's right. That's right. Happy birthday. Down, down in Baton Rouge trying to figure out where the game is going to be at. Um, She got good jeans, Terry. I don't know where she got them from. From her mom. Yeah, she got good yeah, jeans. She got them from her mom. Really is a sweetheart. Um, no, she was like, and really, I was going to preempt this. I was going to tell you. Uh, Jamie and Mark Kramer and Warren Guerrero and myself uh, will go occasionally have breakfast early in the mornings. And, and Kramer and I started this a couple years ago. The, and the reason I say that is because the first edition, the 2017 edition of High School Rewind, right. will be this Saturday, 10 o'clock here on ESPN 97. It Saturday. starts, yeah, first it starts, weekend. and Mark Kramer and I will be uh, regaling you with all of the high school football game scores from across the area, the region, and, and the state. Uh, so we'll talk to a couple coaches, and we'll give, keep you up on all the scores and the next week's games. But Mark and I started this breakfast thing a couple years ago, I guess it's my – Maybe my fourth year to do high school game day, or, or game, uh, I'm sorry, high school rewind, not game day. You're doing game day, right. game night. Right, Friday's uh, five to six. But, yeah, so anyway, Mark and I started this. Well, you know, it's like when you feed stray dogs, other people show up. Uh, then Warren St- Guerrero starts showing up. Then you start showing up. I was invited. You I were invited. Have. At any rate. I don't know why. My, but my daughter was. thinks it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she comes in to – we eat at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. And she thinks it's really funny when she comes to Chick-fil-A and sees the old guys at the table. And she calls it Senior Breakfast Club. Senior Breakfast Club. And we're not club. talking about high school either. Well, you know, that's why we have children, right, to insult us. Yeah, to make as fun of us. As we get older. My son is the same way. I mean, have you, you – the old guys or what is – I don't know, the Geritol crowd. The old guys were sitting on the same row the other night. Yes, the Geritol crowd. Yeah, we we're all sitting together. We – we uh, how should I say we uh, – we bond, uh, so to speak, and and we look forward to it. I actually look forward to it. I don't like necessarily waking up early on Saturdays, but I think it's kind of like, you know, the older you get, the more routine because you're, number one, we're all glad that we're all still breathing. Yeah, we wake up. That's, you know, number one, that's number, number one, we're, day. we're alive. And you we wake can, up. And how much better can it be to go eat chicken and look at each other and say, hey, we made it through another day. Mark Kramer is now 61. He just had a birthday, a happy belated birthday to my brother John, who just turned 60 yesterday. Wow. He's in West Lafayette, Louisiana. And then, of course, uh, daughter Allie just turned 20. And uh, so everybody's taken care of, and that happy birthday is galore to everybody. Um, and we uh, we do, if you uh, do meet at the uh, for the breakfast club, Geritol crowd, whatever you want to call it. But we do not get a senior citizens discount. None, Mark, Mark zero get a senior citizens count discount for us. I'm going to ask that, but he doesn't because he's cheap. Um, but we do um, do enjoy it, and we certainly enjoy you chiming in to the uh, text line or hotline. And uh, yeah, because those I haven't read. Yes, do we need to do that before we? Well, we'll, we'll do I'll little, do it before we get out of here. Uh, I do want to talk a couple things though. Before we get out, because I think it was it was interesting, we did have a couple games this weekend uh, of note. Several. Uh, Stanford, as we mentioned before, puts up a 62 spot on Rice. Yeah, what's you know what? But what is who cares? What's the average ACT? Well, Rice probably between does. those two schools. There you uh, go. Pretty good. It, pretty good, I'd say. If we were doing an academic bowl, could you come up with a? I mean, maybe Harvard. I don't know. I think Stanford Rice. Vanderbilt, Harvard, Yale, the you know the Ivy League. I think that question here, Terry. Did Stanford or Rice ever approach you about a scholarship? No. What about Vandy? No. What about UCLA? No, no. Mm-hmm. And they gave one to Dirk Diggler. Yeah, Josh well, Rosen has a scholarship. He does. Um, but anyway, you talk about somebody I like to root against, and I hate saying that about a college kid. I actively root against UCLA and Dirk Diggler. I do, too. Uh, for, for his con- not, I really do. I'm sorry. Not That's a fan. That's terrible to say. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, just, I'm not a fan of his at all. So those of you who were looking for a defensive uh, slugfast, uh, that was held in Sydney, Australia. Yeah, I'm going to mail Vontez Burfecht his uh, – when he goes to the NFL, I'm going to mail Vontez his profile. Vontez Burfecht went to Arizona State. That's all you got to know. Um, Colorado State. Yes. Beat Oregon State in this uh, – in a 58-27 – question about that one is two things. There's two storylines in that one. Number one, uh, Brian Applewhite, who used to coach here, the running backs here, yes. is now the uh, RB coach at uh, Colorado State under Mike Bobo, who, by all intents and purposes, I think in the next two or three years may be heading up a Power 5 school. He's uh, His star is shining, and he may parlay that CSU job, just like Jim McElwain did, to a head coaching job somewhere. Could be in the SEC. 
We don't know. Mike Bobo, I think, played collegiately at Georgia. Now yes. the head coach at Colorado State doing very well in the open big over Oregon State, coached by Gary Anderson, 58-27. That tells you something about Wisconsin. If you leave Wisconsin to go to Oregon State, um, which Gary Anderson didn't, he's probably regretting it now. How about the most interesting one out there? And, and I thought this was pretty cool. South Florida, mm-hmm. the fighting Charlie Strongs. Yes, Open 42, win. Yeah, 42-22 over San Jose State. Here's my question for you. Is there a more interesting state than Florida in college football? And let me let me preface this remark by saying this. As far as the coaches. No. Yes. Yeah. The coaches None. are incredibly if you're a if you're a talk show radio host in the state of Florida or if you write for for any of these magazines or or websites, you got Lane Kiffin. That's just worth gold itself. Charlie Strong Mark Rick, Scott Frost, Scott Frost, you know, and McElwain, just by being, I don't think he's very interesting, but just by being at Florida. And Jimbo. And Jimbo. FSU. I mean, is that, uh, that is incredible. It is. You talk about some really, I mean, can you, and uh, of course you got a blast from the past at FIU, Butch Davis. Butch Davis. Who had a pretty good run, uh, all intents and purposes. FIU is going to be improved, um, which is, you know, both FAU and FIU are kind of, you know, afterthoughts in the in the Miami area, but just the Miami area alone, you've got Butch Davis at FIU, Kiffin at FAU, and Mark Rick at Miami. Played all three of those, been on all those campuses. You have, yes. I've taken Miami's. Have you been to, uh, have you ever played Florida State? I've been on the count, never played Florida State. Uh, okay, well, they've, of course. Played in Florida. They've got a little game this weekend against Alabama, by the way. I've heard and, about uh, that. Yeah, it might be a little... And the Florida State uh, president has come out and said, you know, I, I think we're going to beat them pretty bad. I like it. I like the president talking noise. Little Conor McGregor out there. Yes, but yeah. you know what? That fires up your that fires up your alumni base. That fires up your st- – yeah, that's, I like that. Well, he's done it, and as if that game needed more hype, um, Florida State is playing um, Alabama, and uh, hopefully the – I think that one's in Dallas. Yeah. And, and certainly the most the most uh, successful of the Sabanites is Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, Jimbo. Uh, I wonder at some point in LSU. Oh, I just wish we could have gotten Jimbo. Um, Apparently they but we, tried, but we got the one to count. You got Coach Joe. Yeah, and and of course we're going to be. I don't know if LSU is going to have a game this weekend or not. It's just kind of debatable. They're going to play. Uh, why don't they just move that thing out to uh, Provo and play it out in, in BYU's backyard? Do you want to explain to Tiger fans who yeah. are going to make that short drive? But what the hell, Terry? I mean, it's, it's the only place that's not going to Provo, Utah. It's the only place that's, that you can put the say. I would go out there. Even Joe Oliva's not dumb enough to do that. I want to go. Joe Oliva's like, that's, this is not a good idea. I want to go to Provo, Utah because it's. People in Provo don't want to go to Provo, Utah. You, wait a minute. Utah's a beautiful state. And think I've about, flown through it. Think about, I've actually landed in Salt Lake. I, I've, I've, yeah, me too. Actually, uh, think about this. From the, uh, It's kind of like the Conor McGregor uh, Mayweather fight. You get, I mean, the air's thin. The Tigers get, you know, conditioned after being in this humidity. It's a lot cooler out there. But you can't get an air. You can't take a deep breath because it's a... That's conditioning. Okay. So we need to move to uh, – well, Jamie, let's go back for a the second. The Tigers cardiologist coach recommend playing in Provo. Okay, let, let, let's go back to a second. And people the are throwing things at the radio right now. of college football from the network standpoint, not mm-hmm. from the student-athlete standpoint, is to make money. So if I can find a venue within, say, I don't know, five to eight hours of the LSU campus where 95% of Com- your fan base is going to come from as opposed to playing it on the moon – and your second choice is Provo, Utah. I think we're going to do that. I think you may see Nashville. Depending on Could the weather be. reports, I think Nashville or Orlando are, are probably pretty good uh, pretty good locations. Anyway, been a fun show today. Uh, ESPN. One, one more note. Uh, those of you of faith that are, um, that are fans of the University of Massachusetts Minutemen, Ugh. they only lost 38-35 to Hawaii. The Minutemen are back. I'm telling you. The Rainbow Warriors rule supreme. The Rainbow Warriors beat the Minutemen. Was that politically correct? I don't know. Probably There's not. probably something offensive in there that we just don't know about. We offend everyone. We do. Anyway, thanks for uh, joining us today, folks. Make sure you stay tuned to Sean Fox's Sports Company this afternoon at 3. Thanks to our producer, John Tabor, Jamie Fox. 
Our sponsor is Bobby Manning, Attorney at Law, Spa, Navelle, Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design, GB Cooley, and the Washita Valley Federal Credit Union for sponsoring the text line. Special thanks to our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world. Go see them on US 165 North in Monroe. 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. For Jamie Fox, for John Tabor, I'm Terry Walter. You guys have a great day. Aloha. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waltrip. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 977 and ESPN977.com.